Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. is going on everybody we are back this is episode 255 of the dark windows podcast my name is kevin and my name is kevin as well um so i i did i did throw a thing out on facebook today day that we record so the um, day of day of the recording yes this day the day of my daughter's recording yes <laughs> you come to uh, me i was like <laughs> yeah we're doing uh we're heading to new hampshire on a road trip anybody want to take a guess at something we're covering None of them. Somebody, uh, Becca, got what I was going to cover, and then I was like, "I've already, I'm already partway through this. There's no point in stopping and starting something different, you know." Um, but uh, you guys can thank David and Ben because uh, this episode could have been <clears throat> a whole lot longer than it's going to be if I had let the intrusive thoughts creep in and just. I went to town on it because uh, I'll explain when we get to my half. But um, <laughs> I wish you would. Oh, we will. Oh, I will. Because I am very much uh, kind of going. Will. What? Don't don't you worry your head, buddy? Because we'll we'll get there. Okay. So again, we're headed to New Hampshire. New Hampshire. We've been here a ton of times in our regular lives, day to day. Our sister state and sixty nine and partner. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> yes. It is. It is our 69er. We are the we are the only two states that give and receive we do. at the same time. We do. It's very much. Um, New Hampshire's a better state than Vermont, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, some people from from that state would say, I beg to differ, because they <laughs> Yeah, but they also off. don't pay taxes on anything. Yeah, but they pay out the ass in property tax. And I don't? Much more than we do. Like, uh, much more. I, I, would, I would trade... Because, dude, we're like we're almost four thousand dollars a year on property taxes. I bet they're probably more than that. I, I'm okay with that, you know. But um, so just under, I'm going to show you how this is supposed to be done to open a road trip episode. Because you fucked it up last week with Nevada, you scumbag. Listen here, fuckhole. Hey, you you knew that you knew the fucking layout of how it was supposed to be done. I missed one fucking and you thing. You still fucked it up. I missed one thing, but you still fucked it you up. You don't listen. That's it. I quit. Oh, sweet. Thanks. 
Makes what I was about to do a whole lot easier. Fuck you all. <laughs> so at just under 9,400 square miles, it puts New Hampshire at about 200 square miles smaller than Vermont. But again, it makes up for that, you know, for not having taxes on stuff. They have a coast. They're better. They do. Um, actually, of, of any, what did I read? Uh, of any state with coastline, they have the shortest amount of it. It's only like 18 miles of coastline in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, it's only one town. Pretty, pretty little. Yeah, it's 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 not a lot of not a lot of beach, no. which is fine because you're that close to Maine. You can go up there and hang out with those weird, weird fucking people. I mean, Maine weirdos are fun though. I used to work with a weirdo from Maine, um, and I've as I've described before, there's three different kinds of rednecks in Maine. You have water rednecks, you have forest rednecks, and then you have mountain rednecks. He just so happened to be a forest redneck. But he worked in the town with all the water rednecks. Ah. So he was fluent in both. Ah. Like, he could give you fucking, like, factory specs on lobsters and shit like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was one of those guys. Uh, it's Again, it's just like Vermont. Very mountainous region. You have the White Mountains that run through there mm-hmm. with uh, Mount Washington, which is the highest peak in, peak in New England. Also home to the highest wind speed ever recorded on the face of the earth. That record was set April 12th, 1934. 231 miles an hour. That's just that's just because we don't put anything on top of Mount Everest to count that. I guarantee that's probably... No, because Everest is not... Get... So the way it works is you have... I'll get into it when I get there because... Spoiler alert, I'm talking about fucking Mount Washington on mine. Okay. Oh, I thought you weren't going to. I wasn't going to, but then I was like already most of the way done with it. And I was like, you fuck it. I'm just going to finish it. Fuck face. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> so some fun facts about the, <laughs> some fun facts about the Granite State. I honestly did not know this one. You did too. I did not right. because Jumanji was filmed in Keene in 1995. It was not. It sure fucking was. No way. It was. It wasn't set there. It was filmed there though. Really? Why'd you put your Tupperware under the table like you're going to open it like you're cracking a beer and try to keep it quiet? It's fucking Tupperware, dude. Shut up! Okay, listen. Like, crack it. I didn't realize. You have carbonated Tupperware? Yes, I do. Weirdo. (laughs) Um, New Hampshire also owns one of the OG bars on the American flag. They were the ninth state admitted into the Union. So they've been around a minute. Yep. They originally, them and Maine were all part of Massachusetts. Yes. Um, And then they went... You know, Massachusetts fucking sucks. We want to be our own thing. Hence, they did. Yeah. Like, we were also part of New York, so it's like... Well, we were part of New Hampshire, yeah. mostly, I yeah. guess. And then there was a fucking war, I guess, between the two. And I don't know. And then, then these guys named the Green Mountain Boys. You know. Yeah, we the good guys won because we're, we're our own thing now. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peterborough is home to the first public library ever opened in the country. That was in 1833. See, half these names are just made up. No, they're not. Actually, we, I went through that with Ben and Danny on the Facebook page today. I um, saw. I saw. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you got this one? Yep. And you're like, yep. you don't have a Portsmouth, motherfucker. <laughs> there sure is. Ooh. Bam. I know, I like that. <laughs> How like, about this one? Fucking there it is, too. <laughs> Eat dicks, losers. <laughs> and they're both just like, well, fuck. <laughs> it's New England. Of course we've got all your shit. Yeah. We've got a Leeds in Massachusetts. Uh, fuck we, you. We, 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 we took all, all your, your shit. We have all your yeah. shit and a little extra. Yeah. <laughs> then we even, we threw one in Massachusetts that I bet you guys don't have. We have a fucking Lominster. Okay? Yeah. Which, if you look at it, is Leo Minster. That's yeah. not how you pronounce it, because you'll get stabbed if you pronounce it that way there. 
It's kind of like that whole area with, like, Chicopee and Springfield. Like, you just don't get out of your car. You just drive through. Yeah. Drive through. Unless you're going to the Basketball Hall of Fame, and you mm-hmm. just fucking drive through. But we'll get there when we talk about Massachusetts. Okay. They live by their motto, live free or die, by not requiring seatbelts or helmets on uh, motorcycles. Just pretty rad. Um, I honestly, I get to New Hampshire, and actually, the New- only reason I I still wear my seatbelt is because my truck will fucking ding, ding, ding the entire time, unless I've got the Toyota, which is too old for a dinger. Uh-huh. But I also try not to drive that too far because it's she's delicate. She's delicate. Nineteen ninety nine with two hundred and fifteen thousand miles on it. We gotta we gotta be gentle with the old girl. You know, yeah. Great truck though. Love it. I drove it today actually. Now that it's two thirds legal. <laughs> <laughs> I got insurance and registration on it. That's, that's two thirds. Fuck the state. They that's don't need actually to... more than that's half. No, it's two thirds because I have to have it inspected. But they don't inspect the fucking roads that we have to drive on, so you don't have to inspect my truck. Fix the roads, and I will fix whatever's wrong with my truck, which is nothing. Well, <laughs> that's half of what you have to do because the other half is inspection. I have registration uh-huh. and insurance. Yeah. The third thing is two- inspection. Yes, so I have it two thirds legal. Right, you know what? Fine. I was counting those as two. Those two as one. No, they're separate. (laughs) Speaking of dumb things, dumb laws. Uh, According to the city of Claremont, which we are both very familiar with, they have a municipal law there where it is illegal to use cemeteries as picnic grounds or consume alcoholic beverage or bring the same upon the premises of a a cemetery. Mm. So you are not allowed to party in a cemetery in Claremont, which is kind of lame. Well, that town's kind of lame. Speaking of cemeteries... I heard that's what you're doing, bitch. Shut up, asshole. <laughs> um, you're also not allowed to go into into cemeteries after you know after dark. Well, because which all... is a pretty common common yeah, thing anyway. Everywhere. No, sh- <laughs> oh boy, no person shall within the view of any dwelling, house, or public road, street, or wharf in in the daytime bathe or swim without necessity or expose his person indecently in dressing or undressing for the purpose of swimming, bathing, or otherwise without necessity. So you can't swim naked outside. But I also wonder if that means you can't take a shower if your bathroom has a window in it that faces the public half of the house. It's still inside, so no. That, but that... you're within view. <sighs> See, now See that's where getting, we get into... Tricky. Right, exactly. That's that's, that's um, getting into some triple jeopardy stuff here, and yeah, you know, Alex Trebek's dead, so no, we can't even play Jeopardy anymore. It's true. We got some fucking dork doing it now. I don't even know who it was. It was uh, it was uh, uh what the hell's his name? That Ken dude that won like three point six billion dollars on there, and um, yeah, they they had I to know. they had to kick him off the show because nobody could beat him. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, come host it. They're like, you out. <laughs> It's like when you win too much money in the casino and they send some giant dude over. He's like, hey, you got to go. But but it just drags you out by your feet. I need to do anything wrong. I know. So they call the Jeopardy pit boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, You're winning too much. Sorry, bud. <laughs> you have to use your full name when booking a room in any motel or hotel within the state's borders. Well, that's Other- bullshit. Otherwise, you would be considered to be defrauding the management of the company. <laughs> Okay, okay. And um, I know we've had some weird laws on here. <laughs> my name's Will. Bullshit it is. It's William. No, my name's Will. It's actually Williamson. Whatever. <laughs> um, again, I know we've had some really, really strange laws 
this is probably the strangest law that I've ever seen researching for the show. Okay. This is a statewide law. Okay. Not contained to one community. Uh-huh. No person, while hunting or obviously on his way to or from hunting, shall have a ferret in his possession. So you can't hunt with a ferret. Hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I've had ferrets. I didn't know you could train them to hunt. I know they will kill mice and stuff. You can, because they will hunt rats and stuff. Yeah. You can train them. But I didn't know it would be illegal to, I don't know, hunt like squirrels or some shit with a ferret. Because you're not going to take a ferret out deer hunting. That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not. Come what on, Bobby. What do you do? Stick up on the deer and jam a ferret up its ass? Like, <laughs> no, you're going you're gonna to stick the ferret on it. Go get him, buddy. <laughs> I mean, up this neck of the woods, I'd be concerned about losing it to a, you know, the king yeah. the king of the ferrets, the, the fisher. Yeah. Um, which you've, <laughs> if you've never seen one of those, look up a fisher cat. They're goddamn terrifying. A big weasel. It's essentially yeah, it's essentially a forty five pound ferret, and it will ruin your day. And they scream at night. Oh, awful, awful fucking animals. They'll, they'll kill your cats. Screaming so. bastards. So uh, I got quite a list of famous folks here, which okay. you wouldn't suspect from New Hampshire. But fourteenth okay. uh, president of U- of the United States, Franklin Pierce, was born in Hillsborough in eighteen o four. General John Stark, who. I started an episode for him. I will finish it one of these days. Um, he was born in Londonderry in 1728. Don't know if that name's ringing a bell for you. John Stark. Not not from, you know, Winterhelm or wherever the fuck they're from. I know I'm mixing, I'm mixing Game of Thrones and Skyrim, but yeah, I don't care because I like one of those two things, really. Winter, no, Winterfell? Yeah, whatever. Windhelm. Windhelm, whatever. <laughs> He's at the fucking the, the Mages College or whatever. Yeah, yep. He's the only no, bastard no, there. No, 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 no. No. Fuck the Mages College. Uh, you, I only, you, only, you have to do it to complete the game. It's bullshit. I hate it because I fucking hate, I, I know. hate magic users. I avoid it. Oh, I, I hate magic users. I avoid the fuck out of that place. Can, you can't really consider the shouts magic, though. No. Because it's not. It's not magic. It's, a, an, it's an ability that's unlocked within you. Yes. Maybe by the means of magic? I, I, who am I to say? <laughs> I don't think so. But I'm not running around like fucking lightninging people, you know, <laughs> in a cave in my fucking dark shit, like, with lightning. Like some... Palpatine? Fucking oh, yeah. Sam's Club <laughs> Sith Lord, you know? <laughs> Fuck that. Ugh. I go out of my way to kill wizards and mages and shit in Skyrim. Um, speaking of which, Oblivion is getting remastered. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So... Um, Da Vinci Code author Dan Brown, born in Exeter in 1964. Um, if you've never read the Da Vinci Code, pick it up once, and that will be how you read it. That's how I read it. I read it in one fucking setting. It's it's a good book. Okay. You've never read it. No. Punk ass. It's really good, though. <laughs> uh, J.D. Salinger, who wrote Catcher in the Rye and inspired the assassination of John Lennon, where I still think that the gunman left the job undone because Yoko Ono continued to suck air after that. I honestly think he missed. You do? You could have got both, I guess. He had, he had six rounds. No, I think he just shot Yoko in my mouth. Could have done both. Could have done both. First of all, fuck John Lennon. Second of all, fuck the Beatles in general. I just... That's how I feel about it. Okay. You know. 
If that is how you feel about it. I swear to Christ, the next person I hear say Paul McCartney is the best bass player that's ever existed, I'm going to hit in the face with a fly swatter. Because it's just not even true. They've apparently never listened to fucking Iron Maiden. You know? Hey, I don't know. Dude, making it sound like horses galloping? He's better than John Lennon. And fucking Paul McCartney. And I know only one of those guys played bass. Yeah. <sighs> Korean and... Uh, Korean and Vietnam veteran, and one of the few humans to ever slip the bonds of Earth, Alan Shepard, was born in Derry in 1923. What's up, homie? Hey, come here. Are you being a jerk out there to mom? What's all over your legs? Why are your legs wet? Okay, it's just water. It's not piss or anything. That's good. Hi. Stop. We gotta finish talking. One of my favorite comedians of all time, Adam Sandler, born in Manchester in 1966. Oh my goodness. Yeah, take it. Uh, pop. <laughs> now that I have no pop filter. Uh, Just don't pop. This. You are ridiculous, boy. Uh, okay. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Oh my god. You are crazy, boy. <sighs> Can I finish this now? Okay, thanks. Uh, we got a couple musicians. Uh, Ronnie James Dio, obviously from Dio. Yeah. You know, Rainbow in the Dark, Holy Diver. Holy good. Diver. Good shit. Um, not so good shit was he also took over for Ozzy Osbourne when he left Black Sabbath, which, my opinion, the weakest generation of Black Sabbath, because if you don't have Ozzy, you don't have the band. Um, and Al Barr, who is the lead singer from the Dropkick Murphys. Um, if you've ever listened to the Dropkick Murphys, where if you haven't, why the fuck are you listening to us and not the Dropkick Murphys right now? He's the guy with the gravelly voice. The big, tall, scrawny dude. Not the little short, tubby fuck from, you know, Dorchester, wherever he's from. Yeah. (laughs) The outskirts Uh of of Boston. Um, they're from Portsmouth and Hanover, respectively. Got some, uh, some famous athletes too, actually, believe it or not. Got the pitcher-catcher combo, even though they never played together, of Chris Carpenter and Carlton Fisk. Um, then there's also a couple of guys. You know, these are guys that I that play a sport that I give a shit about. Um, and other guys that play sports that I don't give a shit about would be Matt Bonner, uh, played in the NBA, and Bodie Miller, who was a skier. Yeah. Okay, cool. Neat. Uh, they're both New Hampshire natives. Um, probably, realistically, the most famous athlete that's ever come out of New Hampshire would be... Uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque. That's He's true. from uh, Nashua. Multi-time WWF, WWE champion. I forgot uh, about that. Currently the head of creative at WWE. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Got a lot of people shit under when he was like actively wrestling. Oh, he's fucking burying you guys. Yeah, maybe he was. But he's not doing that now. Now he's actually making people that are fucking incredible at what yeah. they do. If you're into pro wrestling. I mean. Yeah. I totally forgot Obviously about I him. Um, I did hate him so much as a kid because he just, like, he murdered Mick Foley every time they were in the ring together. And, I mean, look at me. I, I'm a Mick Foley guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm built like a bag of wet shit like he was, too. So, uh, he, uh, fun fact, though, he did have his first indie match in Burlington, Vermont, before he went on to WCW under the god-awful name that his trainer and Massachusetts native, Killer Kowalski, gave him. 
Uh, Terra Rising. Yes. Ugh. Jesus H. What but a then terrible be- fucking name. But then he became... But then after, he, he stopped being that one, and then he became... Uh... I can't remember what he was before Hunter Hearst Helmsley, where he was that like real uppity douchebag from from Connecticut. No, that was it was Hunter Hearst. No, he had another one in between there, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, WCW, he was yeah. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. No, he was not. That was when he came to when he went to WWF. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, I could. Oh, okay, I'm not pretty as, sure it was. Not as funny as uh, as Edge's ring name when he was in WCW, which was Sexton Hardcastle. Just <laughs> fucking incredible, but. Uh, yeah, so why don't you lead us off with the with the topics here, fella? Or do you want to take our break here and come back and give them both fucking barrels? Fuck that. All right, fuck that. So for my portion of the podcast, I decided to cover some haunted graveyards since some fucking Called ass- it. I called it. You fucking spoiled it. I did. You well, I also fucker. spoiled my own, so. Yeah, whatever. So the first thing that we're going to cover, uh, I'm going to chat about, let's, talk, let's say that, is the Have pine- a little conversation. We're going to have a little conversation. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's the Pine Hill Cemetery in uh, Hollis. Okay. The land was originally... My dad had an uncle named Hollis. That was one of the names on the list for uh, for fella here. Yep. But uh didn't happen, um, obviously. Yeah. Uh, of course. The land was originally donated in 1769 by a name, man named uh, Benjamin Parker Jr. He donated it because he had to sell his farm. Um, now, I'm not sure why he had to sell it. Not but, to be confused with his cousin Ray Parker Jr., yeah. who wrote the Ghostbusters song. Yeah, um, but I'm not. So I'm not sure why he had to sell it, but he had to. Uh, oh, so instead of selling it, he decided to donate portion. Um, and some say it was because, well, because he had to sell it, so why not do- just donate it instead? Um, <clears throat> the founding families were grateful, I'm sure. And they knew that they needed to have a place to lay their dead to rest, so. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't just leave them in the streets. That's so, kind of, I uh, mean, they decided to make it a cemetery. This isn't Europe, after no. all. Of course not. So, many of the people in the city at the time were laid to rest in the cemetery. There are several markers that have simply not survived the test of time and and weatherization. The area, yeah, I mean, it's it's just stone. It, you know, it's you just, know yeah, it lasts, it but how yeah. old is the cemetery? 1700 I mean come on what do you expect so pretty it can't last that long no you know I mean, we, we've got some we've got some old markers around here I think what was the oldest one we found on that one over West Rollin like 1820 something uh yeah we have older yeah we, we've got some old ones but like once they hit a certain age you just cannot read them anymore no no because like it's I mean, literally have, erosion yeah you know we, we do have some older ones we have some revolutionary war ones around the area but, but. those are those are better preserved because of what they are. Yeah. Right. Thanks, dude. Uh, so, uh, so, because because they didn't survive the test of time, um, there are markers that are placed now with stands um, that that bear no indication of who resides there um, in death. Now, another name of the graveyard is actually called the Bloody Cemetery. Ooh. Um, it comes from this guy that's buried there his name is abel blood oh uh who is buried uh, who's buried there talking about a fucking now, pro wrestler name yeah damn it's believed by many that this particular spirit is not at rest and haunts the cemetery right he and his wife betsy are buried in the cemetery and are side by side uh several have stated that the blood family mm-hmm. was and i put that i'm putting that in 
air quotes. We heard the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I did. I heard them with my eyes. Yes, but you did. Uh, everybody else heard them with their ears. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so many families... You couldn't smell them, so... <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> so the Blood family was murdered, um, at, and that the spirit of Abel Blood um, roams the grounds trying to find Me? his way home or possibly to locate his beloved wife. The individuals... We've come full circle here. <laughs> what? Last name is Blood. I said that's a great pro wrestler name. Yeah. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. His name is Richard Blood. His name is Dick Blood. Uh. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Anybody that doesn't believe me, pause this and Google it right now. Richard. Richard Blood. Richard His name Blood. is Dick Blood. Yeah. Dick Blood. <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. One of the best pro wrestlers of the 70s and 80s. And his name is Dick Blood. Yeah. Hey. Man, he had some fucking great matches with Randy Savage. He did. And some others. And Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in NWA, mm-hmm. WCW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a powerhouse, too. Not a very big dude, though. But No. Um, you pick you up and put you down. True. So, um, this individual appears to be the one who uh, served his community and his church well in the Christian faith. It does appear not appear that uh, he's out to harm anyone, rather that he's actually just lost. Yep. Um, there is another account of a haunting that occurs in the cemetery. This one is actually on the road that runs beside the cemetery and involves a young boy. It's believed that this child and his entire family were murdered in the era of the 1800s. God damn. Um, New Hampshire, what the fuck was going uh, on, man? I know. Like, one, We're going to talk about another one. Another just as fucked up um, cemetery that has two. Okay. Um, that's all where I'm going to leave it. Two murders in it? Two murder victims? Yeah, more than that. Possibly victims. Trace. Probably possibly victims of a, a piece of shit we've covered before. No. Okay. No, we have not covered these, and okay. I'm gonna actually cover part of um, <clears throat> one of the persons that's buried there, and why she's and why she's buried there. Yeah, I was thinking if they were like Joseph LePage victims. No. Okay. As far as I know, no. I think he was further north than that. In New Hampshire, I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't know where. Th- where? You know how you can find out though? Go back and listen to it. We already recorded it. Yeah, quite so, some time ago. With regards to the little boy, unfortunately, there's not a lot of information concerning this particular family, but it's believed that um, that they may have been murdered in their home somewhere close to the Pine Hill Road and the cemetery itself, and then buried in the cemetery. Jesus. Uh, several people have claimed that they have seen this young child attempting to flag down vehicles for assistance, and when they stop, the boy simply just vanishes. Hmm. Uh, now, I do have a story that um, I'm going to read. I actually found I was like, hey, it's actually an account uh, from a person that went to the cemetery and had a, a, ver- like a very profound um, uh, incident that happened to him. Come him to and- Jesus moment almost. A shitting your pants moment. Okay. Both him and his uh, friend that were in the cemetery. What would have been really scary is if they'd shit each other's pants. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, I believe this is the cemetery. I think maybe it might be the next one. Okay, anyway. Um, <clears throat> so this is from uh, 
I found this on a a page called uh, NH Tour Guide. It actually happens to be um, a rec. Uh, so this gentleman went to the cemetery. What? I used the same website for part of mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this guy goes to this goes to the cemetery because, you know, sees this different things. And he reported that, um, like, there's a thing called uh, Bloody Mary or Mary Blood. They, they have mm-hmm. reports of seeing her, not so much the, the husband, but her as well. Um, so this is the person's story. Okay, um, they actually went there to investigate. So it's called Bloody Cemetery Investigation. I investigated Bloody Cemetery before uh, paranormal investigations were cool. Before there were they were on TV, and before it was even socially acceptable acceptable to believe in such an oddity. My friend and I talked about uh, going there many times, but we always chickened out. But one cool evening in the fall of 1990. We decided to do it. We stopped along the roadside and walked into the cemetery around dusk and began looking around. We were there for about 20 minutes without seeing much. It was quiet at the time, almost an eerie quiet, but not the uh, longer. But the longer we stayed, the more comfortable we became being there. Yep. We heard some rustling in the nearby woods. That didn't amount to anything. We continued to walk around, reading and admiring the craftsmanship of the headstones from the earlier time. As the sun was setting, I looked around and I saw an engraving of a hand on one of the gravestones with a, that had a finger that was pointing upwards. Okay, now, not that one. Oh, well, you didn't say which one. This one. Oh. The, the index finger. Now, for anybody not with us in studio, he's using his, his booger finger. Yep, so, the booger yeah. finger. Um, now, we have actually seen a gravestone like this that has... Mrs. Eddie. Yes. Yep. That has something closely sort of kind of associated with, you know, shit happening around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the finger pointed upwards. The finger is the, you know, index finger. Uh, I didn't pay much attention to it. At first, but it was it wasn't until I looked at uh, I turned to look at my friend that was with me who wanted me to look in his direction. What he wanted me to look at seemed boring in comparison to what I was already looking at. Yeah, fuck whatever he's looking at. So I turned back to look at the stone with an engraving engraved hand on it. When I looked back at the hand, I noticed that it was leaking some sort of brownish rust colored fluid shit everywhere that was not there the second earlier i pulled up it pulled up at the bottom of the uh, egg-shaped recessed area around the head the hand and began to drip down the face of the headstone i have to admit i was scared really scared no not the kind of scared that people are laughing and having a good time this was nothing sort of terror, short of terrifying. Yeah, I mean gravestones don't don't usually run blood out of them. So no, talking about it now seems almost silly to the to think of of being scared at. But at the moment, everything was telling me uh, to leave. I was frozen in fear, unable to even speak. 
I didn't even tell my friend I was leaving. I just ran out of the cemetery as <laughs> fast as my. As he, <laughs> uh, I, he didn't say that even, but it's close. He just kind of ran. That's his buddy. Yeah. Uh, I just ran out of the cemetery as fast as my legs uh, could go. I leaped over the, the stone wall like an Olympian across the street and yelled for him to come to the car. He also ran towards the car knowing I, I'm not usually freaked out easily and I'm not uh, one to be overly dramatic. When he got to the car, I explained what I saw. He then wanted to go see it for himself. He asked me to come with him, which I refused. Yeah. I told him I would return at some point, just not then. He asked me where the stone was. He was going to see it for himself. I explained where the stone was and it demanded he leave the keys to the car. He said, I said, I look sick and asked if I was okay. I, I, I feel fine, I said. But I wasn't sure of much as my adrenaline was flowing. He walked away from the vehicle, crossed the road, and went into the cemetery again. He walked up the hill where the stone was, and right before I lost sight of him, he arrived at the stone. He seemed to be in shock as he stared at the stone. All I could see was his silhouette in the fading light. Just enough to realize he wasn't moving. Right as I was becoming increasingly more concerned for his safety, he suddenly bolted from the cemetery like a, a bullet running towards the car. He tripped and fell on something and without a moment of pause, jumped back up onto his feet and ran back to the car. I asked him if he was okay after he fell. He told me someone or something pushed him. He, he said he felt... A hard push on his left shoulder and felt it was very powerful and knocked him off his feet. Oh, shit. We left the area and promised never to return. We stayed up all night discussing what had happened. His experience of the stone and the hand on it was exactly what I had seen and explained to him before he, uh, uh, explained to him before I went, he went home. Um, I later found out that the hand points down after sunset. I did not witness this as I was unaware. Oh, the phone, what? So supposedly... It changes directions? Yeah, it goes from up to down. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, person goes on to say, I did not witness this as I was unaware that this happens or I would have hung out uh, around it a bit longer. Not. Hmm. No. The headstone with the hand on it became well-known in the paranormal community and was replaced with a new stone at the end of October of 2007. Oh, I wonder why. I don't know. Uh, bloody like cemetery. Dickhead smashed it yeah. up or something. Bloody cemetery. I walked in a skeptic but left a believer. Yeah, understandably. Now, when my friend and, when my friend and I visit each other, we always talk about that night. We don't usually discuss it with other people because it was... Really one of those you-have-to-be-there experiences. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about it, it's, it's with great excitement. Our conversation always ends with the ongoing joke. Hey, you want to go back? We laugh and say, nope. Yeah. At the same time. Don't blame you. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for doing spooky shit, but yeah. blood coming out of a, a gravestone kind of. No, definitely not. Yeah. You know, I'm cool with that. 
Yeah. Uh, so the next cemetery that we're going to talk about is called Vale, and it's located in Wilton. I've um, never been there. I don't even know what the hell it is. The The oldest grave in the cemetery uh, is that of a woman named Phoebe Cram, which dates from 1752. No doubt related to every fucking Cram that lives here, too. Could be. Because there's a million of them over yeah. here. Is it Wilton? Yeah. The cemetery is first mentioned in town records in 1772 oh. when the town voted to, quote, fence the bury, uh, burying ground. Okay, so Wilton is between Keene and Nashua. Oh, okay. Um, it's actually the next town east of uh, Peterborough, which we talked about with the library. Okay. Yep. So it's uh, way down south, New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 1780, the town voted to upgrade the fence to a stone wall and to build a road to the cemetery. Someone donated more land to the um, the burying ground in 1869, and in 1871, it was named Vale End Cemetery. According to legends, there's a person that co- goes around the cemetery. Uh, they co- refer to her as the Blue Lady. Ooh. Um, they, What's she blue, though? I don't know. Uh, for generations, but it's just she haunts it for you know, and many generations have actually seen her, I guess. Uh, but for some of the uh, Wilton's older residents, uh, the Blue Lady is said to be the ghost of Mary Ritter Spalding, who died at the age of thirty-five and was buried in the cemetery in eighteen oh eight. Mary was the f- uh, first wife of Captain Isaac Spalding, and shares the grave with his second wife. Also named Mary Spaulding. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Captain whatever Spaulding. Mary times two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mary times two. That's why she died, though. Ah. Uh, Her husband's Captain Spaulding. It's true. We lost a good one there, though. We did. God bless uh, you, Sid. All right. So here, here's the last one we're going to cover. Uh. And this will end my portion. And then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back for Kevin's portion. Mm-hmm. Um, this last one is called South Cemetery. It's in uh, Portsmouth. Not right where that is. Uh, land was originally set aside and cleared for a training ground for early colonial fighters under the direction of Captain John Pickering. Um, it was also reserved as a burial ground, though nearly... A century would pass before the first person was laid to rest there in an unmarked grave. Jesus Christ. Um, then it was so after it was training ground, it became just a full cemetery. Now, yeah, you don't want to train on a cemetery. Um, Pretty sure that's how Pet Cemetery started. That was actually a Wendigo, but whatever. Yeah. People don't know that. People don't fucking know that because they don't talk about it in the movie. Why not? True. Is that- ah. Indian burial ground. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a Wendigo. Okay. Stephen King's even like even confirmed it. Yeah. Oh no! Ooh. Um, Herman Munster getting his ankles cut. So now, I did mention earlier that uh, we were going to talk about to a cemetery with uh, two different uh, people that were murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, three different people that were murdered, and this is the first one. Okay. Okay. First one is uh, so the northwest corner of the cemetery, next to the south, next to South Street, was the site of the last execution in New Hampshire on December thirtieth, seventeen sixty eight. Damn, really? Yep. Ruth Blay, 
of Southampton was sentenced to death for concealing the death. And this, some people might be like, what the fuck? But this was a crime. Not reporting a death? No. Well, not reporting a death of a uh, of an illegitimate child. Oh, yeah. No. So if you didn't report that. Kill this bitch. Yeah. If, well, the child died. So, I mean, they, if you didn't report that your child died at birth. Oh. You. This is. I, the, I thought this was more of a like, oh, I can't feed this no, kid. And, you know. No. Um, I mean, technically, I believe that not reporting a, a, a death is still a crime. I don't know if it's a felony or not, but. This at the time was a felony. Because like that's what be... John Wayne Gacy tried to get away with. Is like, oh, they can't prove anything. All they can prove is I, yeah. I didn't report it. I didn't report a death, and I'm running a, uh, unauthorized morgue or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fat fuck asshole. This is actually I was actually kind of shocked, but to hear this because this is actually one of two that I've actually heard of. The other one was actually in uh, in England, um, back 1500s ish. I was watching a thing on uh, botched uh, executions. Which we also did an episode on. Yeah. Just go back and listen to that. Um, this particular one was a woman who uh, was hanged because she, same thing, didn't report the death of a, of a, chi- of a child of hers that died, you know, at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found out about it. And because, they, you know, she didn't report it. They're like, okay, you're going to die. Brought her to the gallows. Which is weird. You had to report a death. You didn't have to report a child being born, though. No. no. Yeah. Um, so she was brought to the gallows, and they tried to hang her, but, I don't know, some some shit happened. <laughs> Bitch like, too fat to hang. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I guess, like, the rope broke. Um, mm-hmm. The... The doors wouldn't release. I, I, um, again, yeah, too fat to hang. I think it was something else, like uh, maybe or maybe they did try to hang her, and like she didn't actually die, and they were just gonna leave her. But people were like, no, 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 spare life, spare life, spare life. So she actually like ended up, um, her life was spared, and she would actually go on to live. You know, I don't however many years more i think it was like 1900 she ended, ended up um passing away would have been great if they're like we leave her there no we can't do that and yeah. like you know the, the the officials go to leave and some dude just comes out of the crowd with a big ass rock and just drops it on her head no. like i'll finish it off for you um so unfortunately for ruth blay she did not survive she died um i mean if you're going to be hung <clears throat> like yeah, it's not unfortunate that you would die from that it's probably better that you would die yeah. from that um according to so uh this information of the of her uh, concealing the death and everything comes from uh this thing called uh, brewster's rambles um so it's like a article or some kind of paper that was you know put out yeah um english law called for the penalty of death for though uh those that um made this particular type of offense mm-hmm. And the law was not repealed in New Hampshire until 1792, so Damn. almost 30 years later. The ga- but at that um, point in time, mm, it wasn't British law anymore. They no, can eat dicks. No. We've decided that we don't <clears throat> want to hang people anymore. True. For, you know, uh, a gallows stood on the the most elevated portion of the northwest corner, above the row of tombs that still stand there today. Blay was hanged before. An estimated crowd of a thousand spectators. 
Brewster reported the account of an old woman present at the execution. He wrote, Blay was, quote, carried through the streets. Her shrieks filled the air. She was dressed in silk and was driven under the gallows uh, in a cart. Uh, according to Brewster's rambles, uh, sympathizers received a reprieve from the governor that would uh, um, have pardoned Blay because the illegitimate child was believed to have been stillborn. Okay. But, as Brewster reported, the hour of Blay's execution arrived and the sheriff did not wish to be late for dinner. So he, <laughs> So, it's my kind of dude. so instead of actually, you know, going through with the pardon or whatever, he said, ah, fuck it. I'm going to kill her. He's um, looking at the sun, watching it start to go down. And he's like, looks at his wrist where there would be the, you know, there'd be a watch there in a couple hundred years. And like, back up, back down. Eh, I'm going to be late for dinner. Now we yeah. drop her. Let's you know, do it. <laughs> so he ordered that the cart uh, dr- oh, uh, driven by. School. Okay. The, yeah. Not ordered... even gallows drop. That's like. No. He ordered the cart driven away and Blay was uh, left hanging from the gallows as the order of reprieve came minutes minutes after. Blay was reportedly buried near the the pond in an unmarked grave. According to Brewster, her burial was the first at the cemetery. 97 years after, it was designated as, quote, a place to bury the dead in. Damn. But there- I, mean, I know it's probably not the right take on it, but... I do sympathize with the sheriff because they don't have microwaves. Like, your food gets cold. It's cold. Too fucking bad. Nobody wants fucking cold food. True. If I they mean, actually had phones back then, you know, people would know. Yeah. A lot he sooner. Like I said, didn't even have a watch, dude. Like, he, he had a pocket watch. Come on. What year was this? 17-something. They didn't know what fucking time it was back yes, then. they did. Nobody had watches until, like, the 1920s. They did, too. They, time wasn't invented until 1912. Whatever. It was the same time that the fucking Federal uh, Federal Reserve came along uh, and fucked everything else up. That's when we figured out what time was. Okay. Because <laughs> it's just another way the U.S. government fucks you is with time. So, I, I said there was another two murders that happened, and then and then you know something with the bear, with the cemetery, and I will be going into this one uh, for an October episode. Um, and that other thing that uh, we'll be discussing is there's a couple that's that was murdered back in the 1800s. That's as far as we'll go there. with that. <laughs> no, I'll tell them. No, because uh, you're going to go into detail with it, dummy. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go any further. I'm just that's gonna say um, that the murder, the the murder that I'm gonna be talking about is called the Smutty Nose Murders. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's as far as I'm going. Everybody's gonna have to stay tuned for October. For all of us to, you know. I have a book up there if you need it, you piece of shit. You know, that's Taking not Taking food nice. off my table. Shut up. I am not. I've had that bitch on my list since day no, one. No, not. Yeah, yeah. You haven't done it. No, so because I found more interesting murders. And how the fuck would I know you have it on your list? Huh? 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 You don't. You don't share my li- list of me. I don't want to see your list. Well, I don't want you to show. I'm all fucking know. aliens and dumb shit. <laughs> In case anybody couldn't see, you just blew me a kiss. But whatever. <laughs> I did. A big fat one. All right. So let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll finish this off with Kevin's portion of this shitbag episode. I mean, wow. great episode. Wow. <laughs> you can only call your half of it a shitbag because yeah. like, mine might be good. Okay. Who knows? Not me. All right. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Meta Human Affairs. This one is a story 
about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Every year, nearly 250,000 people visit Mount Washington. They pay their 45 bucks Stupid per driver and then car and then it's $10 per passenger after that. To drive up the mountain to the summit, some really cool like museum weather station kind of thing they've got at the top. I will tell you from experience that if you're going to make that trip, before you do, take your car to your shop, whoever you have to your work, have them check the brakes. If your front brakes are at less than 50% like life left on them, replace them then. Because if not, you will replace them when you get home. Um, there are spots coming down the mountain. <laughs> that are designated pull-offs to let your brakes cool down. You need to use those because if you don't, you're going to fucking smoke your brakes. You can smell them as you're coming down the mountain. Okay. Um, uh, so due to the elevation change from the bottom to the top, if you do it in one, one shot going from the bottom to the top without stopping, you get out... Um, you do run the risk of having happened what I had happened to me when I was a teenager when I went there with my parents and my brother. Got out of the truck because um, we didn't stop anywhere on the way up through. Got out at the top, and as soon as my feet hit the ground, I immediately had a nosebleed because the elevation change is so drastic um, from the bottom to the top. And we, uh, Shelby and I went up there uh, a few years ago. It was in, like, August, okay? 75 degrees at the bottom of the mountain you get up there and it's like 37 you you can get out of your car and you can put your hand a foot in front of your face and not see it through the fog um it's foggy so actually the funny thing was the guy that was in front of us had some fucking like slammed like volkswagen jetta passat one of those lady cars um and he they get up to the top and it's pretty steep at the very very top and then there's like a lip and then it goes into the parking lot Yep. Since he had this slammed out piece of shit that's like 12 inches, you know, not even, you know, three, four inches off the fucking ground. He got belly hung trying to get in the parking lot. So I'm waiting to see if he's going to get out. And I'm looking in the rear view, like the, the side mirrors, and there's just people running up through the fog. It looks like some shit out of a zombie movie. Then I got out and helped and we actually pushed him up into the parking lot so that the rest of us could get there. Um we did that in a 2009 Toyota Corolla, by the way. Holy crap. Was that sketchy? Yeah. But if you do it the right way, and you take a couple stops on your way up through, you can get some absolute breathtaking photos coming up through there. You can get shots of, like, the tops of trees, and you're like, oh, well, uh, we're, these trees are kind of short. And you go over to the edge and look down, they're fucking 100 feet tall. And you're just seeing the top, like, four feet of them. Yeah. It's wild. Um, there's a couple of different ways to get up the mountain. Obviously, like we've just said, you can drive. Pretty normal. Mm -hmm. um, you can spend 100 bucks and take the Cogway. 
Uh, there's actually two different cogways now. They have the steam train, and they also have a biodiesel train. I've never taken either one of them. I do know that the tour does take about two hours going up. Oh, wow. Um, but you get, like, it's guided, so you have somebody up front with the, the <laughs> you know, doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be fun. I, I would like to do that. Hmm. Um, another thing you can do, which, as we're going to talk about here, usually ends pretty poorly. You can hike that bitch. Um... So we'll go through some of the through the trails that will take you from the bottom of yeah, from the bottom to the top here real quickly. Okay. We have the Amanusik Trail, which uh, at seven and a half miles takes somewhere between five and eight hours to do. That's one of the easier ones. You start off in the Cogway parking lot. Um, it leads you up through the uh, Amanusik Ravine Trail. You go through the, the Amanusik River Valley and all that up through. Um. And this one will actually kind of cross over with the next one, which is the Jewel Trail. So they kind of convene for a second, and then they split back off. So from here, if you're like, wow, this one's this one's not that much fun. I'm not being challenged. You can switch and go to the other one. Or if you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want a, like an easier one. Switch mm-hmm. and go the other way. You have the Jewel Trail, which is t- 10.4 miles, and will take you 7 to 9 hours. Uh, this one also starts in the, Cog- uh, the Cogway parking lot. Um, the Jewel Trail is considered the easiest trail to reach the summit. It's the longest, but it's also kind of, you're not going up the mountain. You're kind of crisscrossing back and forth. So you're, you're going up the side of the mountain, but you're not going straight up. Um, I'm going to have a camera in here because that would have been (laughs) photoed. And, uh, (laughs) I look like the kind of guy that would do that thing in public. So, uh, then you have the Crawford Path Trail which is actually a 15-mile hike, and it's actually a section of the Appalachian Trail. It'll take you 9 to 12 hours to get up there. Um, obviously, everybody knows what the Appalachian Trail is. Appalachian Trail, I'm sorry. Apologize to our southern friends, because I'm not going to Well, they, fuck can, it up. they can call it whatever they want. It's Appalachian. It's Appalachian. You know. Uh, then you have the Tuckerman Ravine Trail. This is the most popular of the of the hiking trails 8.2 miles takes seven and you know seven to nine hours to do um this is one of the only ones where if you really want to take your time so th- this one has a couple of like little like they call them hermitage hermitages the lean to where you can set yeah. up a you know set up your sleeping bag and get out of the weather for a little bit yep obviously we've we've said it before we're not a geog- you know geography podcast we're also not going to give you a tourism lesson we're going to talk about some of the poor souls that have died on Mount Washington. Ooh. And when I say some of them, I have a select few. Okay. Because David from the <laughs> Macabre Emporium podcast, who I consulted on a professional level, oh. <laughs> asking for his take on it. Um, I also spoke to our esteemed admin on the Facebook page, Benjamin. <laughs> um, Good old Benjamin. They both agreed that, because um, I was like, hey, I'm going to read off all the names and, like, very quick, like, the name, how they died, what year. And um, David's like, how many are there? And I went, there's 161. He goes, I don't think you should do all of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so they talked you out of it. They talked me, well, 
They didn't really talk me out of it. Or they talked you down. They talked me down. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I would do it because I love you guys. And I've we'll got see. I got bullet points, but 161 names, like, that's a lot. I mean. It's like, we ever, we ever do a 9-11 episode? We, we're going to read a lot of those names. I mean, we'll have to do a Patreon where we'll just sit here and read people's names. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Judy um, San Juancinco. We won't, give you, we won't give you the day that they died and year and all that because we kind of know. Um, but um, the most surprising part is of the 161 people that have died on that mountain, take a wild guess how many have been on the road. Keep in mind, quarter of a million people drive this mountain every year. 20. Oh, you're way high. 10? Way I was, high. I was going to say 10. Still way high. Really? Yeah. Okay. Five. There have been three reported deaths on the road. Three. There's no fucking guardrails going up that thing. There's guardrails in a couple spots, but not all the way up. Huh. Because there's not room for it. Um, We met a vending truck on his way down. Like one of those big, like those, like the fucking uh, Mitsubishi, like, pug box trucks. Yeah. One of those coming down the mountain. I'd have been shitting my pants going up in that thing. Especially the way the wind is. They get tippy. I've driven those trucks before, and they get very, very top-heavy in the wind. Not pleasant. The great majority of these deaths come results uh, come as the result of hiking accidents, exposure. Um, a couple have been heart attacks from exertion, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, the sad part is most of these were completely avoidable. Had people been aware of their surroundings paid attention to weather reports and not been dipshit and not made a dumb choice <laughs> there is another thing that you have to take into consideration and that's called the mount washington effect ah mount washington vampires no no even worse oh chupacabras no so the mount washington effect <laughs> is when you have the western wind blowing in from the atlantic which yes you're still getting wind from the ocean at that distance mm-hmm. it hits the mountains and rises and as it rises, it cools down. Then it hits high pressure at the top of the mountains. So the wind just goes completely wild up there, which is why you have 231 mile an hour wind that's been recorded there. Um, and the last time we went up there, there was, there was, you know, you go inside and you do your thing. Um, the museum up there is so fucking cool. They got like all the, all the old, like, um, like the original instruments and stuff that were up there from the weather station um, they got chunks of the old buildings and stuff that they, they stick in there. And there's a, if I remember correctly, there was a board that tells you the current wind speed outside. When we went in, we were w- walking around at one point in time, there was a 75 mile an hour wind gust while we were in there. Wow. I was like, son of a bitch that will knock you over as a grown man. That's a lot of wind. Yeah. You know, um, especially if you're an asshole and you go up there in just a raincoat. Huh? I'm an asshole. I went up there in just a raincoat. Okay. It gets chilly, and it was like fucking like, not really even rain. It's just constant mist. Snow rain? No, oh. it's not even rain. It's it's like you walked. It's like somebody turned on the world's biggest vegetable sprinkler at the grocery store and just left it running. Ah, uh, so you're just walking through gotcha. like mist. Yeah, you have your glasses on. You can't see shit. You yeah. take them off and just stick them in your pocket until you get inside because they're useless anyway. Huh. Um, I I have full disclosure, folks. I haven't been. In- so, like, by this mountain, top of the mountain, nothing. 
what's super cool is when you get so as you're coming back down from the mountain you come back down past the uh the resort which is gorgeous we went in there because there's like a gift shop and stuff uh, wait th- you're like yeah i've been by it no never mind i have been by it and it was yes we went by it never mind yeah. what the fuck am i talking yeah. about we went by we went with the main that one time yeah um no we're, we're, what the fuck were we doing? We went to the Scottish festival. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, the, the resort to stay there, you're, like, $300 a night. Um, and you can stay in the one particular room in there. Yeah. And but, we didn't cover we didn't cover Mount Washington Resort. No, no, no. Even though it's probably the most famous place in the, all of fucking New Hampshire. What? The Mount, Mount Washington Resort. I, I didn't do anything on that because it's it's probably one of the most famous ones of all of them because that's where S- Stephen King got his inspiration for the fucking The Shining. No, it's not. That was from the Stanley in Colorado. Um. I yeah. Think it was. No, dude, it was the Stanley. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think it was that one, but but to it's finish, been on, it's been on Ghost Hunters and all that good stuff. Fair. But to finish my story, what makes it excellent is you get down to the bottom and like less than a mile from the access road to go up there, there's Dairy Queen. Made my day. Hmm. Yeah. Went up there and then I got back down and had a blizzard. After I accidentally rolled Shelby's fingers up in the window of her car. Because I didn't realize that she had her fingers out the out the crack in the window. She had it just cracked a little bit and she had her hand out. You get that like womp 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 helicopter bullshit going on. I just reached over and rolled the window up. Ah, ah, ah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look over and she's trying to pull her hand out. I'm like, oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> she didn't talk to me for a couple minutes after that. I bet. Um, I wouldn't either. <laughs> so it's not uncommon for the air cha- yeah, air temperature. The <laughs> air temperature to change 20 to 40 degrees in a matter of minutes at the summit. It can, it can drop very, very quickly. Huh. We obviously can't cover, again, every single death. We can definitely do some notable ones, so let's get into it. Okay. 29-year-old Englishman, Frederick Strickland. There's his first problem. Well. He's English, and they're not used to the elevation. No, let's not go there. (laughs) He's an experienced hiker and mountaineer, having trekked some of the highest peaks in all of England. Um, England, Scotland, like, he he hit some big mountains. All right. you You have Ben McDewey over there, which is a fucking huge mountain. See, now you just made that name. I didn't, because we've already talked about it once, actually. Ben McDewey? Yeah, the big gray man of Ben McDewey. Yeah. All right. Ben must have told you about that one or something. A lot of people say Ben actually read that story, but it was just my really, really good British accent. (laughs) So, you know, whatever. Um, So he'd hit all these big mountains in England and Scotland, and he decides he wants to come to the United States and tackle Mount Washington. Mount Washington is his next victim. See, the problem is, is he's British and he climbed Mount Washington. And it was, it's the revenge. <laughs> Washington's revenge. Yes. Yeah. It's like Montezuma's revenge with less diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> so his attempt to climb the mountain started October 19th of 1849. That was his first mistake. Because uh-huh. not being from around here, you don't know... You don't make major plans outdoors in October in New England. Not really. Because it could be absolutely gorgeous. You could get a great view. You get up there and you can see the 
the leaves change in color where it looks like the mountains are on fire with all the oranges and yellows and reds. It's gorgeous. Or it could rain for six fucking days. Or it could snow two goddamn feet of snow it in could. the middle of October. Or you could be fine. New England is... We have bipolar weather. We do have I, bipolar I think we weather. might have the weirdest weather in the country, to be completely honest. The people are like, oh, the Pacific Northwest. It just fucking rains there. Whatever. I mean, I don't no. think so. I think... No. We, I, I think we got some just... crazy weather. Yeah. Uh, we, we, there is... Uh, if you go back in the history books, there is reported snowstorms in August here. I mean... Give it as, as the old saying goes. Give it ten minutes. Yep. It'll my grandma, my grandmother used to say, "You don't. You want to go play outside? Wait five minutes." Yep. Yeah. And she was usually right. Um, she also had hillbilly weatherwood outside. Uh huh. Yeah. The weather with rock. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weatherwood was more. You got a better idea of the weather with the weatherwood because it's a little chunk of wood that hangs on a, on a string. Yeah. Because the weather rock doesn't tell you if it's windy. That's true. The weatherwood does. It's true. That's very, very true. You know? You are. Actually, I, I believe I still have her hillbilly weatherwood here somewhere. <laughs> that was one of the things I got after she passed away. Um, so, weather wasn't really all that tough on his trip up. Makes it up there, no problem. The next day on his return, he was not as successful as he was on the way up. Gets a little foggy. He gets turned around and starts to slow him down, obviously, as, as you would. Mm-hmm. Took a wrong step, and he sped up his trip down the mountain pretty quickly when he fell over 200 feet to the bottom of the, um, uh, the um, Amanusik Ravine. Um, when his body was found, he was in the river. Um, he would be the first recorded death on Mount Washington. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, I don't think the Native Americans even fucked with that. Eh. It was one of those places, like, they didn't need to go there. Why the fuck would they go there? Yeah. There's nothing there. Um, and I believe that would have been, like, uh, the Penobscot, maybe? Up in that neck of the woods? Could be wrong. Definitely been wrong before. Um, they might have been more in the main. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not a native historian. Um then we have Lizzie Bourne, which I read that too quickly, and I was like, why the fuck is she <laughs> I, up here? I heard it, too. I was like, <laughs> who's this bitch killing with an axe on a mountain? I'm like, wait a minute. Lizzie Borden? What? No. <laughs> Bourne, B-O-U-R-N-E. Uh, September 1855, 23-year-old Lizzie sets out from the Glen House Hotel to climb Mount Washington with her uncle and her cousin. This one's kind of fucking sad, actually. Uh, Lizzie had a heart condition, but she was determined to spend the night at the tip-top house to see the sunrise. Like other women back then, she wore full skirts, petticoat, uh, petticoats, pantaloons, the whole fucking nine yards. Yep. She was decked out. Like, they didn't have women's hiking gear like they have now where, you know, a lady can go get Merrill's and, you know, Carhartt pants or whatever to hike in. No, she's out here like, yeah. <laughs> Wrapped in 12 sheep's worth of wool and skirts and shit. Um, they, they had warnings that there was going to be bad weather. Uh, late in the afternoon, and uh, they left the halfway house and uh, started off up into the trees. Wind started to get really cold, starts getting damp, um, got a lot of cloud cover over the trail. Her skirt, her skirts are now completely soaked. And uh, okay, so when they they stopped for the night, um, they really didn't have 
anywhere to stop because they weren't supposed to stop until they got to this other place. Yeah. So they basically hunkered down behind this big pile of rocks. Uh, that night, Lizzie would become Matt Washington's first female casualty, um, only about 100 feet away from the place they were going to camp out for the night. Wow. She froze to death because she had a heart condition, and it's cold and wet. Um, yeah. Boy. Yeah, dude. Fucking fall in New England is nothing to fuck with. Like, it's not. It's definitely not. You know, we, we take it take it for granted now but we also have jackets and stuff yeah you know foul weather gear they didn't have that back then you know you would have had like oil skins or something but those are guys working on the docks that you're wearing that because it's waterproof you're not thinking about that when you're going up a mountain because it was probably gorgeous when they left like oh this is gonna be great and then you get up there and it turns into a horror movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) In 1826, the Wiley Slide Tragedy, which, I mean, you can tell that that's probably not going to end well just from that, right? Um, <laughs> no, it sounds like it's imperfect. Mm, turned the White Mountains into a tourist uh, tourist attraction. Um, after the American Revolution, the White Mountains are pretty empty, you know, not a lot going on there. And uh, this is where Sam Wiley decided to settle his family, which is at the base of what they now call Mount Wiley, which is... I want to say it's like a, I think it's one of the like the little peaks that comes off of Mount Washington somewhere in there. Um, oh, Jesus, I completely lost my spot. Mm. So during a violent rainstorm, uh, they started fearing, like, we're going to have some mudslides. They decided to flee their family, flee with the family, to a nearby stone structure they'd built for just such an event. You stay here, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going I'm to check that. You make sure the house doesn't fall down. <laughs> yeah. You stay here. Make sure it's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, Dad. So they, they go to this big rock structure that they've created to hide out in for a landslide, which. Right. No. I mean. Doesn't sound like a good plan. It, the word tragedy is in the name of this. So uh-huh. like, oh, 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 oh. Um, so they, they get there. To find that um, everything's okay, actually. They get settled in. <laughs> and then the landslide hits and kills everyone inside. Um, the sad part is, they left their house, went and hid in this fucking rock structure, got beaten to death by a mudslide that completely missed their house. <laughs> if they had stayed put... If they'd stayed put, that'd have been fine. Um, uh, word spread, and the house began, you know, began attracting tourists because, as human beings, we like to go check out suffering. Yeah, it's just it's just how it works. Um, perfect example of that would be uh, the Bath Township school bombing, which we've covered. Yeah, but uh, Macabre Emporium covered it better. Go check it out there. It's like a three part series. Um, eh, I mean, <laughs> like. Shit was still falling from the sky, and there was people driving in to take pictures of it. We're a fucked up species, and that's just what we do. Yeah. Um, so it starts attracting tourists, and soon artists and writers were drawn as well, including Nathaniel Hawthorne, who wrote The Ambitious Guest, which is a short story about the uh, the tragic event. We uh, saw his house. We did. We did. Salem. Yeah, and his grandfather was also a giant asshole. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah. It was his, gran- it was his grandfather. It wasn't his father. Was it his grandfather? I'm pretty sure it's his grandfather. Yeah. 
or was it like an uncle? Nah, whatever. They're related. I don't know. It was, was some, some some dickhead. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. asshole in a pilgrim hat. Very much. Yeah. Those people gave re- like regular Christians a bad name. It's <laughs> just being weird, you know. I mean, yeah. When you're when you're enough of a, re- a religious weirdo that Christians are like, you guys need to settle the fuck down. I'm gonna say that's a problem. I don't like to say it all that often, but I think he was a cunt. He was. He was a total cunt. <laughs> he was cunt with a buckle hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pilgrim shoes and shit. I mean, he gave others that wore that 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 hat. A bad name. We ever figure out what the hell those white things were that look like a bib cut in half that they I had on? Fu- Dude, pilgrim clothes are gay. Who, who the fuck knows? <laughs> who, who, I mean, I think that was just all imaginary. That everybody said that they can't, they wore those. I don't. Really and their hats they, look like uh, like the bucket you bring to the beach when you're a kid to make sandcastles with, and had a brim on it. See, that's where they came up with that whole idea. Yeah, because they were using their hats for making sandcastles. Yeah, they're like, and shit. oh, hey, look. Boom, yeah. Because I mean, there is a beach right there. Dude, it's fun. That water's fucking cold, though. I mean, it's. Northern Massachusetts, duh. It's going to be cold. But it's kind of cool, though. Oh, it's super cool. I wanted to climb the mast of that ship and steal the flag, but... Oh. Yeah. We wanted to take the ship. That would have been cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Kevin's not a very good oarsman, so... <laughs> it's, it's hard to run a ship that size with two people, because I'm pretty true. sure my wife wouldn't have helped. No. She's like, oh, fuck you guys. How are we going to run the mast up with two guys? I know. I think we possibly we probably could have found some other weirdo there to do some pirate shit with us. We so. probably could have, but it, but it was weird though. The guy from fucking Count Orlox, he'd have been right into it. It's true because like they had those people that were right in front of us who were trying to get in, and they're all like in their polo shirts and shit. And he's like, "Yeah, we're out of tickets." And then there's me in my sweatshirt, with my fucking my denim vest, and all that shit, looking like a fat ninja. And he's like, you "Guys, want to go in?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, we do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you only let me in because I look like you. <laughs> I hear my little fucking like metal jacket. Um, middle of January, nineteen eighty-two. Uh, Joe uh, Joe Lentini's phone rings. Two people are lost on Mount Washington in whiteout conditions. Not great. The temperature is around freezing. in the neighborhood of less than freezing. Uh, Twenty below. No big deal. <sighs> Been through it before. Been through it before. We had a couple. We had a winter a couple years ago where that was that was the norm for a week. I mean, your my no- pipes froze. Your nose just fucking. You know, you 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 got snot and then your nose freezes. But you know, yeah. whatever. Fuck you know, it. what was great. You know, what the best part about that whole week was it was having broken teeth. And you go outside, and you walk outside, and it's so cold. You go <gasps> because it's cold, and you suck cold air across exposed nerves in your teeth, and then you cry in your truck on your way to work because it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Fuck winter. That's where you wear a fucking scarf. It didn't help, dude. I had my gator on because I was during COVID and all that bullshit. I had the gator that I had to wear. I even pulled my jacket up in front of my face, and it did not help. Hmm. No, that's the kind of cold that there's no getting away from it. You just stay home. Yeah, you know, stay the fuck inside. Fuck your car. Fuck your oil change. I'm not coming to work. (laughs) You know, because I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna sit at my desk. I'm going to listen to you bitch that your heat didn't work well enough on the way in. Because it's 20 fucking degrees below zero. Yeah. Sorry, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? By tonight, it's going to be even colder. Yeah. It dropped down to, like, fucking negative 30 at night. Because why not? What's an extra fucking minus 10 degrees? Nah. Eh. It's a good thing we're a hearty people, you know? <laughs> we bet you complain a lot. Everybody in Vermont's so nice. No, we're not. No, no, no we're not. No, we're no, fucking no. miserable because yes. it's cold here eight months out of the year. Yeah. 
Okay? And then the other ones, it's so hot you don't want to go outside. I mean, not this summer. <laughs> no, this summer wasn't terrible, but anyway, we're not talking about this summer. No, we're talking uh, about whiteout conditions. So we're talking uh, like 20 degrees below zero, wind blowing, um, visibility on foot on the mountain of less than two feet in the snow. <laughs> this, this is pretty rough. Been there, done that? Yeah, not great. Of uh, visibility of less than that, but not in the mountains. Been there, done that in the valley here. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Lentini's search and rescue team, they set out the next morning to find these two guys that are missing. They eventually retreated, uh, only to return the next day again. Yeah. Uh, volunteers Albert Dow and Michael Harrich were searching Odell's Gully, which... <laughs> oh, man. I'm pretty sure that uh, Darby O'Gill went there at some point. Um, they find tracks that may have belonged to the missing climbers. As the rest of the team is at the bottom of the mountain hanging out trying to build a plan here, Dow and Herrick start their climb back down off the mountain. They get hit by an avalanche. Um, kills Dow almost immediately. He's 28 years old. Out here trying to find two guys that got lost. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's the first and only mountain rescue service volunteer to die during an active mission on Mount Washington. Oh, wow. Um, if I remember correctly, there is something at the at the summit. I don't remember if it's one of the outbuildings or if it's the um, the actual main building is named after him. One of the uh -huh. two. Uh, 2018, 36 years later, the Mount Washington Observe. Oh, if I... I'm, a, I'm an asshole. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I knew, I, knew I, I, I read it. I don't remember if I like wrote it in or not, but... 36 years later, the Mount Washington Observatory Summit Weather Museum uh, redirected the extreme weather exhibit in uh, in Dow's memory. So, yeah, I was right. Um, the two climbers Dow died trying to save. Um, dude, you want a name? Okay. okay. Jeffrey Jeffrey Batzer, which is fine. Okay. And Hugh Herr. Oh. Uh, they, were the, they were found a day later. Uh, by an Appalachian mountain climber employee who was at snowshoeing. They were se both severely frostbitten and almost dead. Her, who was 17 at the time, lost both of his legs to frostbite. Oh. That's fucking rough, man. I, I don't know if you've ever if you've ever seen frostbite. Yeah. It is horrifying. Yeah. Oh, it's just shriveled up and black. It's so gross. Thanks, dude. <laughs> um... Look another one. So today he's actually a professor at the uh, at MIT, where he's the head of the bionics lab. Oh, dude made himself legs. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Probably. I mean, if he had already been the head of the bionics lab and then done this, he would have become a villain because that's how <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> rules work. It's true. You know, scientists gets hurt. Scientists become bad guy. Yes. Spider-Man law. It's just exactly. It's how it works. No, no, there's no other way. No, I mean Batman law. You have to have your parents die in front of you. That's well. You become a superhero, right? But, but villain wise. Oh no! So uh, you thought I was joking, but no, he created his own limbs because he became not only the head of the bionics lab, but uh, he was like he's a big name in the field of uh, prosthetics. Um, and a lot of the people that he donates legs to are. Veterans who have lost legs in combat that want to go do climbing sports and stuff like that. That's cool. So he 
used his second chance at life wisely. We'll say he he's doing something good with it. That's awesome. Again, could have potentially been a Spider-Man villain, but he did the right thing. He he broke out of he broke out of the mold. He broke the mold. He did. He did. So I mean, that's that's awfully nice of him to do. Yeah. To you know, to I like switch. to think that like he was in there thinking about it, and then Spider-Man just like stopped at his window, and he's like, "Listen, oh, yeah, it's true. I'm going to tell you this once." And then he like. Scarecrow gassed him and turned into like an actual spider, and he's like, "Fix people's legs, you piece of shit." And he's like, "Oh fuck that. Okay, I can't be a bad guy." You know? Yeah, that's what happened. Then like, the hobgoblin came along. Was like, hobgoblin wasn't even there. Like I said, he he scarecrow gassed him. He had to go to DC to do that. That's true. <laughs> not the scary DC, the DC Comics. Yes, you know, not the one where they actually make scarecrow gas, but you know, the comic book one. Um. So after Dow's death, New Hampshire State Legislature passed a bill that would put the mountain rescue volunteers on the same level for health and life insurance as um, fish and game officers. Oh, who, by the way, are state police. A lot of people like don't don't think that, you know, game wardens are cops. Oh, you're only a game warden because you could become Uh -uh. a cop. They go through way more fucking training than state troopers do. do. They go through all the state trooper training. And then more. And then more. Because, like, most of those guys, they go through all that training, and they're also major in biology in something. They or, have to. Yeah. they're So you, you can, you know, like, oh, they're not even a real cop. Yes, they, they have fucking to have, are. They have to have a, 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 fuck, like a, either, like, military background. Wildlife management, something like that. They have to have, a, have an to education. Have, you know, they can't yeah. be a, some, even though, I'm telling you right now, I know some good old boys up here that barely graduated high school. That would probably be fucking great game wardens. Yeah. Because they know their way around the woods. They know all this shit about all these different animals and stuff. They don't have the education for it. But I will tell you right now, you will never run into a state trooper with the same temperament as a game warden. Game wardens are way fucking cooler about stuff. As long as you're not screwing, you know, screwing off and doing dumb stuff with it, like animals illegally, they're cool. They don't care. Yeah. They're not going to pull you over for your, your registration being out by two days not and really. then write you a ticket for they it. They kind of really don't do that. They don't care. They're, they're just, they're cool. They're out there to do their job and they're not going to bother you if you're not doing something stupid. Um, another incident occurred in August of 2022. The incident involved a 46 year old Canadian man who collapsed and died while hiking with his son in Mount Washington because of severe weather conditions. Um, the most recent death... I'm not going to say it was because he was Canadian. D- okay. No, dude, because the Canadians are... They're no. born with lower, like... They've yeah. got a different oxygen content than us. Like, they're they're mountain people. Unless you get into Quebec and they're just pussies. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, not all of them are mountain people because they... You know, they just have... They have the, they have the Arctic uh, uh, know-how. I, of- w- I will buy any Canadian a beer. Unless he's from Montreal... And then I want to fight him. They will, I'll buy him fuck. a beer, and then I will fight him. Yeah, they they might be able to handle the cold because it gets really fucking cold up there. But I, I'm a fat piece of shit, and I will fight anybody from Montreal. <laughs> will I beat him? Maybe not. Will I get a couple good shots in? Goddamn right. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd fight George St. Pierre. He'll knock me out, but he'll leave with a black eye. I promise. Because <laughs> he'll do that. Eat me, eat me. I give you one shot, and I just fucking pop him right in the head. <laughs> Then we just talk about aliens afterwards. <laughs> of course. You know? 
Um, so July 2023, two experienced climbers from Washington State fell to their deaths while climbing Mount Washington. Huh, ironic. Um, the incident, again, was caused by weather. that um, caused them to lose their footing and fall right around 100 feet, 150 feet straight down off a cliff. Uh, Ow. Not great, yeah. Oh. Uh, in July... Yeah, you, you you don't have a lot of soft shit to land on because no. you're hitting trees. Yeah, and rocks. And <laughs> this year it's been really really rainy. Yeah, so I so can man- imagine it was probably slick as shit. Yeah. Or uh, what's the uh, what's the old Jim Cornette one? Slicker and come on a gold tooth, <laughs> 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 which is gross, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are uh, a handful of the many many deaths that have occurred on Mount Washington. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's our Vermont. That's our nope. New Hampshire. Whoop, sorry. That's not a Vermont one. It's <laughs> our dancing partner. Yeah, it's our dancing partner. Uh, so the next one we come back into would be, I want to say, uh, road trip-wise, which will be probably in November. New Mexico? I think it's New Mexico. Yeah. I believe it's New Mexico because we're getting into the news. Yeah. Yeah, Mexico. No, New Jersey will be our next one. Jersey, yeah. New Jersey will be our next, uh, our next road trip. Oh, yeah. um, and guess what we're not going to do? The, devil? the fucking Jersey Devil. We'll find something different. Okay. There's going to be other things. Because, I mean, honestly, that's not really a road trip episode. That that will get its own. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, if uh, you want to hear more of this kind of stuff or something close to it, go on over to... Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. $5 a month. We'll get this little shit to stop taking my pop filter off. Um, $5 a month will at least get me get it to the point where I can put a lock in the inside of this door so that he can't just bust his way in like a SWAT team. Thank you. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're up to, I want to say, like almost 90 episodes on the Patreon. We have quite a few now. Um, we're about to record another one. Ah! <laughs> Tiny orc. Um <laughs> But yeah, go over to Patreon. Don't buy a coffee one day next month, yeah. and uh, give it to us instead. Exactly. If you if you even tolerate what we do on here, you'll love Patreon because oh. we cut loose on Patreon. Yeah, a little bit. Oh. We say we say the f word on Patreon. We do we say the big f word? Yeah, freedom. Yes, and fuck also. We use the fuck oh, word on Patreon. Oh, oh, we do. So. Um, also, go on over to studio.com. Forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just studio.com. Go check them out. They got headphones, earbuds, speaker, Bluetooth, and uh, put it in your basket. Whichever. Which 15% one. off. Yeah, get 50% off by putting in the promo code of Dark Windows 15. Uh, let's see. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast, um, and Dark Windows Podcast. <laughs> Dark, Dark Windows. Dark Windows, yeah. One is a regular page. And Dark then Windows one... podcast is the fan page where you can go and interact yes. and be a bunch of fucking goons like everybody else. Yes. Uh, Dark Windows, the the business page is, is serious. That's like where you, you can, can leave a review. review yeah. And, uh, you know, tell us to go fuck ourselves or something. No, don't do that. Uh. You want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, you send, you send an email like we got uh, earlier this week where a guy's like, I listened to your... Uh, your uh, Munich Olympics episode, it was really good. You got some facts wrong, which is fine, but you guys swear too much. And I wanted to be like, oh, buddy, you ain't heard nothing yet, because we were still young Ugh. at that point. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's on the Dark Windows thing. Mother- I, th- I start it. Oh. I start it so that you could see it. Because we share the email. Cock-sucking sons of bitches. If you'd like to email me directly, 
because you want to say fuck Kevin or something. Oh. It's uh, Casey Dark Windows is mine. Because I'm a pro, and Kevin's like, oh, I don't need my own email address. Fucking loser. <laughs> oh, dude, Danny fucking cooked you on Facebook earlier. Oh, my God. Woof. Hold on. I, I hope you brought aloe or something, because this is going to hurt. <laughs> uh, we were talking about something. Oh, hold on. i got to find it now. Damn. I sent it to Shelby, because I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh... uh it was a comment that Joanna, jo- uh, Joanna Smith had made asking if there was a serial killer from back in the 80s in New Hampshire that was never caught. I was like, zip it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there definitely was. Um, then I made a I said something. I said because um, she said sometimes it's tricky for me to keep up with stuff because I have a brain injury. And I said even without a brain injury, it's tricky to keep up with them to keep them all straight. And then Danny comes in. Dude. He didn't even put gloves on. Oh. I always put a Kevin H episode on at night. Sends me right to sleep in minutes. And it's like, oh, oh. And I said to Shelby, because I sent her the screenshot, I go, he got fucking smoked. <laughs> to which she responded, yeah, he did. Two smiley faces. <laughs> so you have to have a talk with young Daniel or one of our British listeners, because he <clears throat> fucking torched you. <laughs> I felt bad, but I still screenshotted it. <laughs> So, Daniel, listen. Listen, buddy. We're going to have a conversation right now. Um, he fucked you up. Yeah, so... Uh, you should apologize to him, Kevin. Like, that was... That's bad. <laughs> he whooped your ass, but if you ever went on the Facebook page, you would have seen it. You could have defended yourself immediately, but now he's asleep, so you have to attack him like the Russians at night. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah, I was like, man, I almost sent it to you, but I was like, that's... That's mean. We still won the war. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck them. Kicked your ass in World War Two. you bunch of fucking yeah. losers. Dumbasses. We beat you guys up so bad during the Civil War, you had to go fight people in Africa with cannons. We beat you <laughs> like, four. We beat them four times. Yeah. Fucking Revolutionary War. I'm oh, sorry. Revolutionary War. War of 1812. World War One and two. Yeah. Fuck we weren't them. even fighting him in World War One and Two. We just beat him by volume. Yeah, it's true. That's, you know? that's that's how we fight him. You guys didn't even go fight the Japanese. You bunch of fucking cowards. You sent the Pussy. Indians and and Nepalese to do it. I know. Um, you did mm. have one guy that really wanted to though, and he got told no. And uh, he was uh, really mad about it. And Australians. Yeah. Yeah. Australians are not humans though. They're completely different. True. They're built differently. They're yes. Um but yeah, I mean, no, they got their asses. We kicked their asses so bad they had to take like artillery to Africa to make themselves feel better about what they were, you know, about what happened. Huh? I love how this guy's like, you know. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the email. That's fine. I, I got no problem with cursing, but <laughs> but read, read the whole thing for the class. Let's do it. Let's do it. And again, we appreciate feedback. We really yes, do. We do. We do. It and says, we're not we're not giving this guy shit because it's his opinion and it's fine. And he's not wrong. We swear a lot. I use fuck like a comma. You do. So it says, uh, "Hey, love you got yeah, love your podcast. I listened to the Munich terrorist attack and revenge. I wanted to point out a few things. First, firstly, your information mostly was very very accurate, but a couple of times." You're uh, way off. For example, the most the Mossad uh, killed anyone involved, but not because your dad was a terrorist. Would they kill you? Pretty sure that was just a sarcastic comment that I had made, but okay, you know, 
Uh, they prevented civilian oh, casualties a uh, hell of a lot. Yes, they did. Uh, secondly, the cursing is really annoying. I say that's the first time he says it. <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> I ain't got no problem with uh, cursing. Second time. But <laughs> come on, man. All, but come on, man. All the time makes you, each episode uh, longer. It does not. I don't, we, just, I, we just fucking ramble sometimes. Yeah, it, it's uh, the rambling that makes the episodes yes. longer. And, and yes, we swear when we ramble too. You'll you'll get a lot more listeners if you stop cursing every other word. Well, I don't know, man. Good. Justin's got a lot of listeners, and he he uses fuck as much as I do. <laughs> he probably uses it more. You know. Uh, thirdly, uh, Israel opened the doors to their enemy Syria to injured after uh, ISIS starting r- raping, shooting, and abusing. Uh, regular citizens. That is true. So, no, the IDF are not terrorists. You uh, you are the one that would have called them terrorists because you're a Palestinian sympathizer. I am not. Bullshit, you are not. All right. How many fine. times you've said, well, the Palestinians... No. All right, fine. No, dude. They are terrorists. Yeah, the, so are the Palestinians. They're the ones fucking shooting rockets Israel over there. Israel Defense Force is a bunch of terrorists. I'm a... I fucking... I, I put yeah, it and, out there. And, See, fucking, and fucking Hamas are the good guys, right? Wolfie, I called it. I said it. Not Kevin C. The only the me. only time it's okay to defend terrorists is when they're white. Okay, the IRA we're doing the okay. And Hamas, thing. I don't. They just doing whatever. They, they are want a to. terrorist organization. Whatever. According to like every fucking According government to on Israel the planet, and and you know the United Kingdom and France and the United <sighs> States and Canada and okay, fine. You know, Germany, okay. you know, all these other countries that uh, matter. Italy, kind of. They don't really matter, so, but they consider them a terrorist group. They said. They said. Uh, uh, he goes on to finish his office saying, "I've worked for different agencies." And would be happy to answer your, any questions you may have regards Wolfie. Now, now that's where I was intrigued. Now I want to know what you mean by agencies. Alphabet soup shit. Like, yeah. Are you talking about like, you know, FBI, CIA, IRS? If you're still listening, <laughs> we would like to talk to you. We just have questions. Like we're, we won't get into specifics, but like, we would like to speak to someone in an agency. Who killed JFK? I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I want to know why the IRS had to hire 80,000 agents all of a sudden and then buy a bunch of ammo and train them. Why did FBI like, go into Ruby Ridge? It was the ATF. But okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Why'd they shoot that guy's, uh, that guy's wife when she was holding his kid? See, Why'd they shoot his you, dog and his son see, and then you, get pissed off when they got shot? Yeah. So now you open up the, the can of worms. Not, not all people in the government are bad guys. Just the ones that say ATF on their hats. <laughs> It's like uh, I'm telling you, like okay. they put it. They put out a cat, a calendar of like, you know, dogs in the ATF, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like those dogs are still alive. They're clearly have never come into contact with the ATF. But do thank you for your email. Absolutely. And again, seriously, if if you are interested in talking to us, we would love to. We could probably curb the swearing a little bit for that one. We'll try. I mean, it's it's a hard habit to break, but I try not to like. Use every other fucking. I try not to use every other. It just word. happens. Sometimes it just happens. I mean, I'm sitting here with my son, who's eating, and I have used the f word so many times, so many times just now. Bad, and it's like bad daddy. I'm not a good parent, but it's okay because I did some ninja shit and I saved him from cracking his head open on the floor yesterday. You very so. much did. Man, I should put that, I should put that on the Facebook page. If my house wasn't a train wreck, but. And if I was, was it looking like a bag of smashed assholes in an old t-shirt and sweatpants. But 
Yeah. See, once again, bag of smashed assholes. You gotta say it's a descriptor. It's fine. Oh, it's oh, a real swear. Sorry. So anyway, anyway, if you want more ramble, just come on over to you know. Come on over to Patreon because we're gonna ramble because it's yeah. one of Kevin's episodes, which means he didn't do anything for it. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I did too. I'm just picking on you. All right, go on. I, over I gotta there. give you a shit because Danny fucked you up earlier. Uh, so whatever, he's an asshole. He's hey, English. On, he can't help it. Go on over there. We're gonna talk about more. Some more. Uh, we're gonna talk about some werewolves. What? Uh, yeah. I think being an asshole might be like a factory setting for the English. Though. Whatever. It's okay. You know, they all come out just like uppity dickheads every you know occasionally. Okay. Either that or they just they they learn to not speak the language that they created. That's true. Yeah. All right. Go on. Go over there if you want to hear more of us ramble. Just because uh, you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Bye bye. <laughs>